as I come into your presence, as the gates of praise. Is it? A lot of you don't know these songs because you, you, you we, we love songs that entertain us, but these are songs that are born out of your relationship with your father. As I come into your presence, past the gates of grace, into your sanctuary, till I stand face to face. Come on. I look upon your countenance, I see the fullness of your grace. And I can only bow down. Come on, let's go. You are, you are awesome and the splendid God. Mighty God. You are awesome in the place. You are awesome and the splendid Abba, Abba, Father. You are worthy of our praise. To you our lives we pray. Carry his very presence is the song. You are Yahweh. Yeah, you are Yahweh. It's a song that is born out of a revelation. People will call him God. But when you see something about him and you get to know something about him, you will sing your own song. Come on, let's sing that song for three minutes. Come on. Sing this song to him.
Somebody in church at all. Club. And please take your seat in heavenly places. Say to yourself, I am anointed to become an anointed vessel of blessing. Say, I am anointed to prosper. I am anointed to triumph. I am anointed to advance. I am anointed to take dominion. I am anointed to have victory on all sides. Give the Lord a clap offering in the house. This morning, I'm going to deliver a word in preaching and teaching and instruction that will change your life forever if you receive it. Amen. One of the things the enemy doesn't want you to hear are instructive messages. Messages that instruct you to do and put into practicality the word of God. Amen? So he will try to um, make it some way be in your mind, but I want you to open your heart and receive the word of God. Amen? We don't come to church to look around. We don't come to church to be happy. We don't attend church to be entertained. We don't come to church with a heart to be happy. We come to church to change. 
And that is why we preach the word of God to you every day. That in the attempt of preaching, somebody will hear the word and change. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. It's not part of the message, but to prepare your heart for the message. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. The Bible said, I'm giving you the purpose for our preaching. When I'm preaching to you, I'm not entertaining you. Intermittently, there will be laughable moments. But the principal purpose of preaching is for you to change into the same image of the word of God. So the Bible said, but we all with open face beholding us in a glass the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the word of God. So what it means is that we all, as you are seated and I'm preaching, we are all beholding the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. So, in other words, the glory you came here with today must not follow you. A higher glory must follow you. Because you must change into that same image every time you show up. For we move from, for they go from strength to strength, they that appeared in Zion. So when you come to church Sunday after Sunday, Tuesday after Tuesday, Friday after Friday, what is expected from you is that your life must change. Yeah. And this message I'm going to give you, there are two types of messages your pastor will be preaching to you. The ones that will change you is one of it is what I'm going to preach to you today. There are two types inspirational messages and instructive messages. It is the instructive messages that engages you with God's word for you to enter into his blessings. If I come and make you happy every day, I'm not developing you and you will never grow. And this message is a pastor to sheep message. I have to prepare you for what God wants to do in your life in 2020 and that is the message I'm preaching this morning give the Lord a mighty clap offering so I began it in the, in the gospel service I titled it power up your destiny with a financial sacrifice but in the wealth impact service I want to title it the supernatural powers of financial sacrifice Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. Yeah. Every sacrifice carries power. There are different kinds of sacrifices. You sacrifice your time, sacrifice your energy, sacrifice your skill, sacrifice your, your kindness, sacrifice your service, sacrifice your helping people, doing things for the poor without charging them. It's all kinds of sacrifice. But today I'm talking about financial sacrifice. So get it from the beginning. I'm talking about what? 
John chapter 12, verse 24. We're going to have a lot of scriptures. Prince, why are you writing? Why are you not writing? You are typing. Hey. It's an instructive message. You have to take something home. If I see that you are just looking at me, I'll call your name. The Chinese says that a short pencil is better than a long memory. Yeah. So if you write it down, it's better. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat falls onto the ground and die, it abided alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. So in the gospel service, I showed them the part of the corn tree or plant. And I showed them that when you plant a corn, it will grow into a stalk. It will grow into a stalk. And in the stalk, you see ears. So you see that this whole thing you call a plant is called the stalk of the corn. Then when the stalk is mature, you see the ear. The ear of the corn is that one that when you go and stand by the Ebrora and say that me to Ebro one city 50 pesos. That thing he brings out of the water, the whole thing, we call it the ear of corn. And in that ear of the corn are multiples of the corn you put in the ground. So back to John chapter 12 verse 24. Except a corn of wheat falls onto the ground and die, it abides alone. As long as the corn is not planted, it is still one corn or one grain. But when you plant it, it dies. It dies. When you go, you will see the corn as you plant it. It will get rotten and it will look like it, has, it is destroyed. But in that rottenness is a small viable part. Eh? It's a small viable part. So even in the corn, you see the corn, I don't know, I should have brought a corn drawing. The head of the corn, you see, I don't know how to say, the corn grain, the viable part is that rough part up there. That is what will shoot the sprout. And when it shoots, you see this, then the ear comes and then you have more of what you planted. As long as that corn does not go on the ground, it will never bear fruit. And I told them that your harvest tomorrow is dependent on the seed you sown today. What you have today in your life is as a result of what you have sown yesterday. The seeds you sown, the friends you have today is as a result of the seeds you sowed yesterday. The outcome of our lives today is because of what we've sown yesterday. Because we look at Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Do not be deceived. For God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. The word of God is sure. It can never be modified. It can never be broken. And it is forever. 
So whatever we do today in terms of seeds will determine the outcome of our tomorrow. If you are a young girl and you are slaying all the guys in town, get ready for a certain kind of harvest. Say mercy. The seeds you sow today, you qualify to reap tomorrow. So that was where I ended with them. And I'm going to continue your own to take you somewhere. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. For some of you hearing me today, both in the house and online, this will be the most important message you are hearing after the message of salvation in your life. Because let me tell you something. Where you are coming from, people don't easily prosper. When they prosper, it doesn't last. Your uncle you knew who was blessed. Today, his children are not blessed. The wealth he left is dead and gone. Where you are coming from, the forces that are fighting you, education cannot overcome it. So you need a supernatural force in the Holy Ghost to sustain you in this destiny you are in. Your life may never move forward if you don't engage kingdom principles. If you live anyhow, you get anyhow kind of life. But you need to know that where you are today is because of the circumstances and the things that were made available for you. So what can you do to move yourself to the next level? And I'm here to tell you, if you don't help yourself, God cannot help you. Are you here? If you don't stretch, if you don't locate Jesus and don't touch the hem of his garment, he can't help you. If all you do is to cry on the bed, Morning and afternoon, evening, morning. No, God is not moved by your tears. He's moved by your faith. They are moved by your faith. Moved by your faith. No matter how mobilistic your case is, God will not be moved. If God is moved by the mobilistic state of your problem, there shouldn't be innocent people in the prison. innocent people that they are accusing you've done this. They didn't kill people, but they are there. Why didn't God defend them? God is not moved by, oh, no, 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 no. God is not moved by your sickness. He's moved by your faith. So when he got to the pool where sick people were, he didn't heal all of them. He healed one person because he saw that the person's faith was due. I pray for you this morning that your faith will come alive in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. There is no kingdom giant that is ignoramus to this message. Everybody that has become somebody in the kingdom is a personal practitioner of this word. Look through the Bible. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jephthah, David, Solomon, Saul, Jesus, 
mention of Cornelius, anybody worth mentioning in the kingdom is someone or somebody who knew how to release his or her resources. The woman died and they went to Paul. They told him, you cannot die, doctors. Get up. It wasn't because she was a very nice church member. You can be very nice church member and not be useful. You can be very, some of you have very nice, handsome uncles. They have never been useful to you. You can be very nice, handsome, beautiful. But in a sense, we cannot use you. So it's not about how nice you are. It's about how faithful you are. How faith has filled your heart. You, You can't judge people by the way they look. They may not look it but they have it. (laughs) They may not look it. You can say the president is very short. But on this land, he's powerful than you. You can say everything about him, but he is the president of Ghana. People may not look it, but they have what it takes. This secret is one of the things that will make you what it takes to take many nations for the Lord Jesus Christ. I thought you are clapping to the glory of God. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4 to 6. My time will be to you. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regarded the clouds shall not reap. Verse 5. As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all things. Verses. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thy hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper, which of them will prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike. I like the testimony the lady gave. She said, 2016, she sowed the seed and believed God for a car. It was this year somewhere that she had. It took three years. Every seed has its processing time. Yeah. Every seed has its processing time. Some of the seed can be one week. When you sow, no, you get. <laughs> Some of them it can take 10 years, 15 years, 25 years. Hello? Come alive. Tell somebody, come alive. Uh, I know it's instructive, so I know I'm going to get some, but just come alive. A seed that is on the altar does not die, it continues to live. But most times when it is time to sow a seed, you will realize that there are so many reasons why you want to exempt yourself from planting a seed. It's like every time you have to sow a seed, you don't have money. Hello, do I have some witness in the house? Oh, do you have some witness in the house? It's like, this time in your panka. 
I mean, if, if, if I had money, I would have done more. But no. A seed is a seed. Tell somebody a seed is a seed. And if you are a farmer, you are a farmer. In every season, whether lean or fast season, you have a seed. He gives bread to the eater and the seed to the sower. So if you have that mindset of a kingdom person, you will always have a seed in your hands. May you have a seed in your hands. I said, may you have a seed in your hands. In the name of Jesus. Some kind of harvest will also demand more seed. So in, in the cocoa industry, every year they go for a loan to buy more cocoa pots. Why? Because they are expecting a certain level of what? Harvest. The truth is that no matter how long it keeps, there is an assurance that your harvest will be released to you. Come on, give the Lord a mighty clap offering. I see kingdom giant rising up in this house. And you are one of them in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, give God a good clap offering. Psalm 126, verse 5 to 6. Let's run this thing. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his seed with him. So they went weeping, but they will come back rejoicing. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. But these ones, they went what? With seeds to sow. So they returned with what? Rejoicing. You have to know how to shift the gear. Tell somebody you have to know how to shift the gear. Else you will be in weeping. They will come. You will still be there. Because they went forth. There are some offerings you will give that you go weeping. You will be weeping because you will feel it. When you sow a wild seed, you will feel it in your bank account. You see that when you look at your statement, it is never the same. At that point, your spending will reduce. God is going to teach you how to be modest. <laughs> God is going to teach you how to manage things. Some of you, unless you don't see the watch, you buy. Unless you don't see the dress you buy. You see, it is the work of the enemy that makes you focus so much on how you look. You look more expensive than the offerings you have ever given to God. The way some of you, like the way you are looking, you should look like somebody who has given God one million dollars before. As I'm talking, Some of you, the way you look, you look like Burgess cousin. But when I look, when, when, when we should look at your offerings, <laughs> it will show clearly that your uncle is that Pam White. It will just show. 
so clearly. The way you look must reflect in your offerings. It's an instructive message. The way you, some, you look to us, your suit alone, eh? Oh, don't look at this one, it's 350 Ghana. It's just 350 up and down. Three piece, 350. It's not expensive. Maybe when you're looking at this, it's the glory. The glory that has come on it. So you saw, I think, you, you asked, and when I went to Las Vegas, I saw this, this 350 Ghana. If you will sow a seed, you must have a heart of a sower. Yeah. You must have a heart of what? You must have a heart of what? You must have a heart of what? Even when it is painful, the farmer will still go and plant because he knows that a season will come that is called the harvest season and if I did not plant a seed I don't have anything to go and harvest I came to speak to somebody you must know when to sow your seed you must know when to go on the field it may be painful it may be uncomfortable but it is time to sow a seed to yield the harvest in 2020 somebody shout I hear you to learn how to shift gear. You have to learn it. Not everybody can tell you this, but thank God you have a pastor because I need to instruct you in a way to keep you moving forward in the kingdom. Else you will come and jump and dance and jump for 10 years. You see that you are still jumping and, and <laughs> nothing is falling from you. But today I came to change your mind. I came to infuse you with another spirit. The spirit of the sower. The spirit of a giver. The spirit that knows how to sacrifice to the kingdom. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering in the house. I see a great harvest coming upon this house. A harvest of mighty blessings. Harvest of mighty blessings. Mighty open doors. Mighty favors. Mighty breakthroughs. It's been released upon this house. In the year 2020, the Lord will open up the floodgates and rain upon this house. Blessings that will beat the minds of people. Your family will be shocked what God will do with your life. Your enemies will be shocked what God will do with your life. Your friends will be shocked because a door is about to open for you. A door that will redefine your destiny. A door that already find your joy a door that will change your testimony a joy that will lift you up a door that will lift you up a door that will move you forward a door that will change your level a door that will elevate you a door that will increase you a door that will make you joyful a door that will make you a mighty person a door that will lift you up to the next realm of your life a door that will put a new in your mouth, I prophesy unto somebody the altar of the Lord.
Lord will speak upon your life from this day into 2020. By the time we enter into 15 December 2020, when you look back, the things God would have done for you, you have never seen it in the past 15 years. Receive the blessing of the Lord. Shout and receive it. Our bands will be filled with new corn. Yeah. You will have more than enough. I said you will have more than enough. Somebody is here next year. You will sign a check of 150,000 Ghana cities. Yeah. yeah. You will sign it and put it on the altar without sweat. You will not get heart attack. It will be normal. I said it will be normal. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I am the one. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering in the house. What times and seasons do I sow my seed? Ecclesiastes chapter 1, chapter 11, verse 1 to 6. Proverbs 11, 24 to 28. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 4. Let's read Ecclesiastes 11, 1 to 6 quickly. 11, 1 to 6. He said, cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Verse 2. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. Verse 3. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the, end, towards the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. Verse 4. He that observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that regarded the cloud shall not reap. Verse 5. As, as thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. Verse 6. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thy hand. For thou knowest not whether thou prosper, thou shalt prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Proverbs 11, 24 to 28, quickly. There is that scattered and yet increased, and there is that withholdeth more than is meet, but it tended unto poverty. So it means that you must have some savings. <laughs> you can't be sitting here and say, I don't have any money. You are a very irresponsible human being. Yeah. You can't sit here and say, I don't have any money when you are matured. You must have some investment. Because the Bible said, and there is that withhold it more than is meat. So it means that there's, you, you should say, when you say you don't have money, it means that you don't have money on you. Do you understand me? You must have some funeral policies. You must have some educational investment. You must have some life covering policies. But I don't have any money. You are irresponsible, period. 
You are careless. You are living a careless life. If you die, you put burden on your family. Are you here? They will go and borrow money to. We must be a generation that when we live and we die after 120 years, the funeral service is a blessing to the family. I'm not saying amen. It's not now that they are going to borrow money, they are going to the bank and people are not paying money and your body is in the mug. It will not be your story. I said it will not be your story. You will have more than enough. Somebody shout, I receive it. Verse 25. The liberal soul shall be made fat and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. Verse 26. He that withholdeth come, the people shall curse him. <laughs> oh, pastor, me, I'm having my corn and I've withheld it. <laughs> what is this curse? A curse without a cause to understand. The Bible said, he that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him. But blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. Verse 27. He that diligently seeketh good, procureth favor. But he that seeketh mischief, it shall come unto him. Verse 28. He that trusted in his riches shall fall. But the righteous shall flourish as a branch. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 4. I want to read all, then I'll bring some things out to you. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Verse 2. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Oh, I like that. That is King James. Some of you, you are just confused. <laughs> you are trying to comprehend, but it's not comprehending. For to their power, I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. Verse 4. I'm not dwelling on it, Christ. Don't worry. Praying us with, with much entreaty, they were literally begging us to give to us. Poor people. They are deep. Yours is poverty. Yours, Paul said it's a deep poverty. And yet they were begging Paul that take our money for the ministry. Hmm. That we should receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Now, ten things. I want to show you ten times and seasons you need to sow a seed. I told you, this this message will be with you forever. Number one, season. You sow your seed anytime an opportunity is given in the house of God. Anytime an opportunity is given in the house of God, you plant your seed. Are you listening to me? Anytime an opportunity is given, join those who give. Don't always sit back and say, I see my seed in Obeko. You have a fair crowd in Obeko. But they're Join the givers. Because it's more blessed to give 
than to receive. It means the more you give, the more you stand the chance and the opportunity to also become a blessing. Number two, sow your seed anytime you discover there is a need in the kingdom of God. When you discover there is a need in the kingdom of God, sow your seed. Plant a seed in that area. When you discover a need in the house, you come to church, you watch left, right, up, down, back, forward, and you locate a need. Sow a seed in that need. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Number three. Sow your seed when you have in abundance. When you have, when your back pocket is full. When your bank account is full. When something has shook your account. Sow a seed. Let it be between you and your God. Next week I will teach on how a financial seed can become a covenant between you and God. Yeah. So, when you have in abundance, give a seed. Don't always wait because nobody will know your bank account except you. Are you here? Nobody will know. I know that you'll be quiet, but you, it's instructive. That's how instructive messages are. It sinks. It's a teaching. So when you have abundance to escape the temptations of the enemy, don't withhold more than you need. Sow a seed. I'm teaching you something that will help you. Some of you, when you get money, you know, what comes to your mind is, we will chill. <laughs> I would tell I would chop this money. This money will know that I've spent it. Number four. Sow your seed when you don't even have enough and you are barely surviving. Sow your seed. So you sow when you have in abundance. You sow when you are surviving. (laughs) Pastor, surviving. The widow of Zarephath, she had the last meal to eat, but she made it available to the prophet. Learn how to sow when you don't even have enough. She had only her last meal for her and the children, but she sowed it. The widow in the New Testament, widows were two copper, uh, copper coins. Just two. And Jesus said, This one, the offering is bigger than anyone that has given. Oh, Pastor, we, we don't have money. We, we are very poor people. No, you are not poor. You are not poor. You are not poor. Me, I can't so. There are some people who sow you. I'm talking to you. So, when you can barely survive. Number five. Sow your seed when you don't have enough to meet your needs. When even you don't have enough to meet your needs. One time I was saving to buy a car. I saved, Charlie. I crossed 5,000. I came to church one day and God said, drop that offering you have kept in your bank account. Drop it on the altar. 
Oh! I'm meeting a need, God. I'm, I'm serving. I have never lagged a car in my life. That is the bottom line. You have to learn how to be a sower. Not only for today, but all the days of your life. Be known as a woman who gives for kingdom work. A man that gives to kingdom Receive that unction upon your life. Receive that unction upon your life. In the name of Jesus. You see, we are so selfish in this world. Eh? We have, a, I think, a website where most of my messages are being put there. When you look at the messages, the highest listen to messages, eh? they are the messages that brings miracle. There's a miracle in your mess. <clears throat> a miracle in your mess. The God of the 11th hour. The, least, the one they've listened to it least, you can ask about it. That message I preached, the friend of the poor man. I think only one person. <laughs> we are full of, every money we get, we want to spend on ourselves, ourselves, our family, our this, our business, our this, our this. But the Bible says we should set our affections on things that are above. Give the Lord a mighty clap, offering. <laughs> Number six. Sow your seed when you need a miracle. You can't buy God. You are not buying God. It's a principle. Time is not on my side. I would have taught you a lot of things. But we learn in business here to learn. By the time you follow for a long time, you understand everything. So don't be saying in your mind, God, so a, a pastor, so are we buying God? No, we don't have time. Because you are in a hurry to go home, I can't go there. <laughs> Amen. You, 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 you can't buy God. Do I need to sow a seed before God will help me? That's not what I'm not. You don't have time. I would have taught you part or 6 p.m. But you are in a hurry. But if you need a miracle, sow a seed. Plant a seed. Give a sacrifice. Praise God. Number seven, sow your seed in response to your love for God. When you love God, you will sow seed. So you'll be saying, oh, pastor, me, I don't necessarily give seed because I need anything. For, I, okay, sow it. Sacrifice. Give because you love God. If you love your wife, you'll be buying expensive things for her. Hello? Hello? You won't be buying China cloth that when they wash today in washing machine, then you see holes inside. Oh, faded. How can a husband say he loves the wife? Then buy cloth. Eh, really? Then when they hang it, the red has crossed to the blue, and the blue, oh no. That love is suspicious. This Christmas, don't go and buy cocoa bongo material. Buy material. Don't buy shoe that when she's dancing in church, then it will remove. The shoe will also start praising God. <laughs> if we love God, we will give him things that will cost us. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. The way you are clapping, you are a suspect. 
I know every husband or every wife has done something for their spouses that cost them. Yeah. That cost them. If you love God, you will sacrifice unto him. Verse 8. Sow your seed when you have fallen in love with a church and the ministry of a pastor. And for this matter, I'm talking about this church. Oh, Pastor, since you said that, you know, I fall in love with Crafrodolus ministry and have you seen him before? When you sow your seed to him, every Sunday go to his church. Take a plane and go to Crafrodolus church. Let him serve you communion. When you are sick, you call him. <laughs> Thought you are clapping. You can't clap, you see. Matrimony now. Matrimony. Mo prophet be sebush mo. Or yemu we juma. In the moon to me bombo is prophet be sebush mo all day. And then that's wilderness power. I had the air conditioning power. Demons no. When <laughs> you, you, you have to sow into a ministry that is blessing you. Yeah. Your church is blessing you. Some of you, when you came to this church, a lot of things have changed about you. It shows you that this is a ground you can plant your seed. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Number nine, sow your seed to gain heavenly recognition. Sow a seed to gain heavenly recognition. Cornelius, your arms and your arms giving and prayers have ascended unto me. It's now like a memorial before me. You need heavenly recognition. Are you following the teaching? Are you following the teaching? Number 10, sow your seed when you feel that you are under attacks. That is why we sow seed. We do covenant day of sacrifice the last Sunday of every year to secure 2020 or the next year. Because you don't know what attack is coming. But you must prepare for any attack because the altar of God will have the capacity to fight on your behalf even when you cannot see the attack. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Sometimes when people are under attack, they are they want to pray. And you are praying and the attack is not stopping. You throw in a sacrifice. I think 2 Kings chapter 2, chapter 3, verse 26. I should wrap up in 10 minutes. Look at what happened. It was a battle. The king saw that he was losing. Look at what he did. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore on him, he took with him 700 men that drew sword. Prayer. Say prayer. Say prayer. To break through even unto the king of Edom. But they could not. Haven't you used prayer in certain instances that it didn't work? And you think it's impossible. It's way giant. When he tried this, it didn't work. Now look at the verse 27. This teaching, don't, don't take it for granted. It will help you all the days of your life. It's a secret that when you get, 
your life will be comfortable in the kingdom. He said, then he took his eldest son. That should have reigned in his stead. That means the heir apparent to the throne. And offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was a great indignation against Israel. And they departed from him and returned. He saw that Israel was wiping his army. And he took his son and sacrificed him. Even the Moabites had wisdom. Even the Moabites. And it even worked against Israel, the people of God. How much more you? Can't you see? On our roads, you don't, you sleep early. You don't wake up to pray. And you don't come for miracle hour. You don't, you don't, if you do, and you wake up to pray, at 1 a.m., you see people walking in front of your house. <laughs> yes. One day after all night, I was driving at my dancing. In Asanka, life taking at my Jansen. Then I got down. I also took my oil. <laughs> what are you talking about? At my Jansen. So whoever carried this thing and put it here, so would they carry you into your grave? Pour my oil and I left. How can you do this? It's a sacrilege. Sometimes you see people, midnight, you sleep because you don't see. You sleep. <laughs> you don't see. It's not, I'm not talking about vision. Physical. Physical. See, at every T-junction, most of the occultic directions on the land, they do it at T-junctions. Witchcraft, T-junctions. That is why a lot of accidents happen at T junctions. Hey, the eyes are open. You sleep too much. You don't watch. The place is quiet. Today we are not screaming on instruction. Give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. I close by saying one thing. Unfortunately, I'm closing, but it was supposed to be how do I sow my seed? Maybe teaching service, I'll hit all, but let me hit one. Then we close. Number one, how do I sow my seed? Number one, determine what seed you have to sow. Not you want to sow, but you have to sow. Determine what seed you have to sow. Not you want to sow. He took the eldest, his eldest, because the battle was not for children. He took his eldest, determined the seed you have to sow. Praise God. The seed should match your expected harvest. With the same measure that you give, that will be the same measure that will be given back to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 8. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Verse 7. 
Every man according as he purposed in his heart. So let him give. Not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Say a cheerful giver. Say a cheerful giver. Say a cheerful giver. Cheerful giver. Let me. Ten words for cheerful. Listen to them. And we look at the opposite. Then we pray and we go. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Oh, your clap. So when we say you are cheerful, ten things that speaks of the same thing. What cheerfulness? Number one, happy. Number one, happy. So God loves happy givers. I mean, number two, God loves bright-faced givers. Bright. So you should be happy, you should be bright. Number three, you should be glad when you are given. You should be glad. God loves a cheerful giver. It means he doesn't like people who don't give cheerfully. It's a simple English. If God loves cheerful givers, the opposite of love is what? Hate. The opposite of cheer, uh, cheerful is what? Sad. <laughs> God doesn't like sad givers. He hates them. You must give happily, joyfully. Joyfully. Because it's a fellowship. It's a koinonia. No husband will approach a frowned wife in the night. What are you going to do? You, you may get a slap hole. Bring your mind home. Tell me if you've traveled too far. <laughs> Cheerful. Joyful. Number five, light-hearted. Number six, in a high spirit. Giving in a high spirit. You must give in a high spirit. Number seven, sparking. Sparking face. Happy. Don't give like you are coerced. It doesn't bring a blessing. Never give under coercion. You will never be blessed. The cohesion, the forcefulness, the grudging, it will take out the blessing in your giving. Give happily. Give cheerfully. Don't give under duress. Because it will disqualify your blessing. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Give radiantly. Be radiant. Smiling. Full of joy. Now the opposite of Cheerfulness. Number one, pessimistic. No, you won't get any reward. Keep it. I'm, I'm going to test. This is not Lotto. Eh? The word of God is not Lotto. Those of you like taking Lotto, you are disgracing your God. You don't trust God. Yeah, you don't believe in God. So bit me I share also. Yeah. If you go and stand by the Lotto kiosk, I'm prophesying. There are about four people here. 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 I can see. 
Estate Johnson. There's no Tokyo's here. <laughs> oh, I can see you. Four little guys here. Four. <laughs> if you stake Loto, you don't trust God. You don't respect God. You go to hot ice. 2255. The people are laughing. Those who stick, they are laughing. I'm going to go to 2253. Then we have prophets giving Loto numbers. I don't know what happened to the church. And some of you listen to them. You better repent and ask God for forgiveness. Now, prophet, in my little numbers, prophet, do you know where prophet is? Prophet, that's the fetish priest. Yeah? That is the fetish priest. Prophet, they come from the mountain with commandments from God. When you meet them, you know you've met God. Loto Nama. One day somebody called me so oh, pastor, you know your new card number, the 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 this with uh, the coach. I nearly entered into the phone and slapped him. <laughs> with my card number. I nearly placed a case on him. My card number, the good child. 78.58. I feel like people they stick a little power for this church. I don't know why, but <laughs> I can feel it. May the Lord frustrate your ways on the little way. I prophesy from my office. May the Lord frustrate you by the Lotto kiosk. By 4 p.m., Hallelujah. Give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. Let me close. Oh, your clapping is not good. I want you to close your eyes and put your hand on your heart. Talk to God. Ask him what you should sacrifice. What exactly? Isaac needed. Abraham needed. Abraham needed to sacrifice Isaac. Abraham needed to sacrifice Isaac. Ask God. Talk to God. It's not a joke. Tuesday I'll go deeper. Because of time I have to close. How do I sow my seed? Talk to God.